ask any survivor of abuse and they'll tell you, the healing journey is far from a predictable and linear one. There are no playbooks, no step-by-step programs, no one-fits-all processes for navigating the path of healing. But fortunately, there are tools and resources available to help you thrive. And it is my mission to make them more visible and accessible to you. This is your host, Jacqueline Tierney, and you are listening to the I Am Safe podcast, an educational space for those on the healing journey after spiritual trauma and abuse, where we talk about everything from legal truths to reclaiming your identity through personal expression and style, because you deserve beauty, agency, to know your rights, to thrive, not just survive, and to live a life with less fear and a lot more safety. This is episode number three, Rituals for a New Life. Before we dive into this episode, we must address a very necessary disclaimer because we do discuss sensitive material in this podcast. You as a listener understand and acknowledge that you are responsible for your own legal and medical care, treatment, and oversight. All of the content provided within this podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the providing of medical advice and legal counsel and is not intended to be a substitute for independent professional judgment, advice, guidance, diagnosis, or treatment. You as a listener of this podcast understand and acknowledge that you should always seek the advice of your licensed and qualified care practitioners, and that you should never disregard or delay seeking professional counsel or treatment because of information contained in this podcast. If content in this podcast episode feels triggering, we encourage you to stop listening and seek the care of those you trust. Okay. Now that we've got that covered, let us begin. So it feels really good to be back with a new episode. It's been six months since we left off in August of 2019. I've now invested in an editor for those podcast episodes with interviews and panels because yes, a whole bunch of episodes have been sitting on the hard drive since last summer and I would never get them done without the support of someone else. It's important to me that this project remains consistent so that it's available to you when you need it. It is now March of 2020, and it has been two and a half years since I have started on my own healing journey. And it was at the two-year mark, actually right before I started this podcast, where uh, the most intense healing and processing and spell-breaking happened for me. And in the months afterwards, uh, and especially during this recent Mercury retrograde and watery Pisces, my gosh, like all of February into nearly the first half of March, whoa now, the emotional and spiritual sediment left over from that difficult and abusive time in my life, 2017 and the 10 years prior, and even the two years of healing after has been washing ashore. I've been feeling waves of sadness and sometimes despair. And now I know this season of early spring in the Northern Hemisphere can be challenging for some, me included. Winter is still lingering. The vibrancy and bloom of summer is still a ways off for many of us. Money can be tight in this transition season. And as we are waiting for warmer weather and the sunlight vitamins, the clouds of depression can start to roll in. I've had depression since I was a child. I'm 35 now, so I'm pretty familiar with the cycles and rhythms of my 
depression and my emotions and how to tell the difference between sadness and kind of a depression um, and um, just feeling let down. Um, And I know that my mental health is better overall this year than in spring's past. So what I think I'm experiencing is actually a residual grief and soul retrieving. In mid-February, about a month ago, I posted the following to my private Facebook page. I'm going to read this to you. I was looking for empathy, maybe, um, and outside guidance or perspective on what I was feeling and how to proceed. So the post reads, does anyone have any helpful rituals around grieving an old self or life that they can share? Tonight, I was looking through photographs from my old life and I feel sad for the years, for the loneliness, for the pets I left behind, for the beautiful gardens that nourished my heart, for my old self. The way I looked at the world was very different. I was quiet, moving about quietly, trying so hard to build something that could never be, trying so hard to bloom when, well, I couldn't. There was no room to unfurl and stretch my being. When I finally left in 2017, everything changed. And not just the outside stuff like home and work, income and lifestyle, even community. And that was like pole to pole opposite. But my face shape changed. My body shape changed. My creativity changed. Even the texture and color of my hair changed. Looking through the decade of photos tonight, I'm not sure if anything then remains the same. I like who I am and what I'm capable of so much better now. I'm becoming who I was always meant to be, but sometimes I still feel sad about the old pain endured and the me that was missing all of those years. And, you know, I feel sad for that me that was missing, but I'm also feeling sad and missing the parts of me that were able to grow and be nourished in the old environment. Parts of my being that I've not been able to tend to because of financial, physical, and environmental circumstances. For example, I'm surrounded by the most gorgeous wildflower fields in the summers, but I don't have my own garden to tend to anymore. I miss that. In my old life, I had a ritual of going out into the garden every single morning with my two cats and looking at what had budded and what had bloomed and touching and smelling everything and being in touch with nature. And I haven't had that for two and a half years now. Although now I have a small desk in the living room and it is covered in succulents and orchids and all these very happy plant babies who I just adore every day. Um, So that keeps me going. Another thing is that I haven't worn a pair of heels in two and a half years. I used to dress up a lot. I would put makeup on a few days a week. Um, I had just gorgeous clothes that I adorned myself in. I had a huge shoe collection I have about half of that now because I've just let things go. Um, And because I no longer uh, have any place to intentionally wear beautiful things. 
I live in the mountains among snow, dirt, and mud. I don't want to ruin these beautiful things. I'm also not going out to meet clients or to restaurants. I stay at home a lot. Um, and I, when I lived in the desert, I was wearing trail running sneakers. So there's just not a need. And I've neglected that inner desire too, to beautify myself or adorn myself or feel good about myself. So I've been missing this beauty and the beautification of self that helped me survive that abusive chapter just as much as I miss and feel sad for the parts of me that I had to put to sleep when I was in that chapter. So back to this original question I posted to the world a few weeks ago. Does anyone have any helpful rituals around grieving an old self or old life that they can share? Because what I was looking for here was a feeling that I wasn't alone. And to hear what others do when they're in a period of grief and soul retrieval. How do others ride this wave? And here's what was shared. One, creating space. That is lighting candles, putting on music, lighting incense, whatever makes you feel safe and relaxed. And performing a ritual of placing objects from the past into a container, along with a note to the old self. And then you can tell the box or container about your grief and close it up. Wrap it in fabric to be stored, discarded, or released. You may even bury the box or put it in a big bonfire outside. I've burned plenty of old journals, released papers into canals, um put compostable materials back into the earth, whether it was my garden or, oh gosh, last year I had these beautiful bouquets of peonies and maybe some delphinium and some other gorgeous flowers. It was uh, May and I was in the desert and I had carried these flowers all the way across from California through the several nights of camping um, in Nevada and then down into Moab and... I think I even brought them into the back country in Utah for a few more days before I reached this area known as the Playa, and it's got all this expansive cracked earth, and it's a, it's a place to breathe. And so I had these flowers in a little milk jug, and one by one, I released their petals into the wind. And for me, that was like, a release of the old and creating space for the new. Because what these rituals are really doing is helping us step into um, a vibration or an energetic space that nourishes us and supports us now. So if you have anything like a, a garment, fabrics, objects, things that remind you of the past that you're not so keen on wearing or holding or being around anymore, it's okay to release those things. And again, you can do that by letting them go into the wind, throw that shit in the trash, burn it up, give it back to the earth, um, let it go. So acknowledge the old and the grief, and make space for the energy you're ready to receive. 
Another ritual that was shared is shamanic journeying, uh, guided visualizations and meditations to meet the old self and greet that person however it feels right to do. And then to witness the old self, to, quote, understand and acknowledge that person and all the life you gained by knowing that path. Another um, ritual that was shared, working out all the emotions on the canvas, like painting or illustrating or collaging or just getting messy on paper. And you know who's an expert at the relationship between grief and creativity? My guests on episode two, Jennifer Price Davis and Kara L.C. Jones, go have a listen to that episode where we talk about moving grief or moving through grief through the creative process. Another ritual that came up, uh, and this is a personal favorite of mine, baths and bathing. So salt baths, swimming in the ocean, herb baths, wading in the rivers, standing under a shower of water, cleansing with water, creating sprays of herbs and water to clear the air. The element of water is known to help move caked, cracked, and lodged energy. Some other options, hypnotherapy, tapping, otherwise known as emotional freedom technique, um, burning bowls, exploring the inner child workshops, and self-portraits. You know I'm always down for a self-portrait. You can use bells, you can light fires, incense. Um, with fire, be, be safe, please. <laughs> so keep it contained in the sink or in a bowl um, or in a fire pit or ring. You can also light a candle and incense. That carries the fire element as well. Another ritual I've performed for myself in the past during times of grief and couple that with anger was writing a person's name on a piece of paper or write a poem, letter, make a drawing, whatever you want, and then ripping it up into tiny, tiny shreds and throwing that ish in the trash can. Low vibrating energy be gone. It feels so cathartic. Breath work is another modality I've experienced, and that helped tremendously with healing some old childhood gunk I was carrying around. I had a few one-on-one breath work sessions um, about a year prior to my leaving my old life, and it really helped me heal some gaping wounds that were, you know, then um, not taking away energy that I needed to move forward. Uh, in my situation, which I did a year later, I left. Energetic work that supports cord cutting, and this can literally be the cutting of a cord or a string or binding of energy so that you can move forward with ease may also be magical work you want to explore by yourself or with the assistance of a trained and seasoned practitioner. I will leave some links in the show notes of those I've worked with in the past, including Nicole Hernandez for hypnotherapy, um, Brianna Sassi for Magical Workings, and Erin Telford for the breathwork. But whatever ritual you decide to participate in and or create for yourself, be sure to follow your intuition and what feels healthy and safe for you because what may work for another may not be the right fit for you nor where you are in your journey. Now, what rituals did I end up working with for my grief these past few weeks, well, I have to admit, after just sitting with it, because sometimes I wade in it like 
It's the ocean water coming up on the shore. I decided it was finally time to work with my hands and to take time and space out for personal creativity. So my ritual is flower arranging with supermarket florals and baking raisin orange cornmeal cookies. (laughs) I had to find a way back to that beauty that I love so much. And you know what? That beauty was determined to find a way back to me. Thank you so much to our listeners of the I Am Safe podcast. If you like our show and want to know more, you can check out all the show notes and additional resources for I Am Safe at IamSafePodcast.com. Sign up there for our newsletter, which will let you know of all new episodes and resource updates. We would love it if you could leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you hang out. I promise there will be a lot more coming this season. And P.S. Before we part, remember this. The future is infinite, and it is yours. Signing off, Jay.